Hi friends, and welcome to the Whole by Callie podcast. This is your host, Callie Kleinschmidt. I am so excited to have you here. We're going to talk all the things spirituality, positivity, and clean living. We are here to help each other live our best lives one day at a time. We are all in this together, and we're going to cheer each other on every single step of the way. So let's go friends, and let's get into it. Let me be your manifestation and mindset coach. Sis, you heard that right. I am officially launching my coaching services out into the world and I'm so excited to get the chance to work with you. If you are looking for the biggest freaking cheerleader of your life, but also to transform your mind, to transform your life with the power of manifestation, I am here to help you. We will do a six week session together and we will work one-on-one hand in hand to get you to living the life of your dreams one day at a time. If you're interested in learning more, head to my Instagram page and click the link in my bio or check out my website, www.holebycali.com. I am so excited to work with you, sister, and I know that we are going to have massive success together. So send me a DM with any questions and I will be more than happy to answer them. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hi friends, and welcome back to the Whole by Callie podcast. I am so happy to have you here. Whether you are listening on my YouTube channel, I should say watching on my YouTube channel, or listening on my podcast, please know that I appreciate you so, so, so very much. I am very excited to be introducing you to Laura today, and she is Grief Coaching for Widows on Instagram. I will have all of her information down below. And I really think that you guys are going to enjoy today's conversation because it is very different. It is very real and very raw. And from coming from me, I'm a person who hasn't had to deal with that much grief in my lifetime. And I really honored myself and allowed myself to ask these specific questions and to really just dive in deep and get super vulnerable with this whole the whole grief aspect of life because I truly don't know that much about it and I was so intrigued to learn more. And I'm so happy that Lara shared all of her knowledge and expertise with us and I really think that both you and I are going to learn so much from this conversation and I'm just really excited to be bringing it to you. So make sure to check her out on Instagram. I will have all of her links down below. And with that, let's get into today's conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Whole by Cali podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Today, we have a really special guest, and I'm so excited for you to get the chance to meet Lara. Am I saying your name right? Is it Lara? It's Lara. Lara. Okay, I apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm so excited to have Lara here, and I'm going to have her introduce yourself. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell everyone who you are, what you do, and everything that you want to share. Sure. Um... Well, my name's Lara, so hello. It's nice to meet you. Um, I am a grief coach for widows. And this was uh, more of a recent new development for me. But um, as a widow myself, this is something that has just been weighing heavy on my heart. And I truly feel like it's the Holy Spirit just speaking, speaking to me. And like, you need to pursue this. Like, you need to do this. So um, doing this is something that I just am so passionate about. And I want widows to have the opportunity to you know, get out there and have support going through their grief process and trying to move forward with their grief and understanding their loss. 
So. Okay. I love that. And I love how you used your story to like produce a better good, like just helping people, like using your serve, your, your, I don't want to say like skills, but like the history that you went through and using it to help other people. And for those people listening, we connected over Instagram. And when you told me that you were a grief coach, I was like, that is so interesting. I had never heard that before. Like I just, I personally haven't had to deal with a lot of grief in my life. I life I've lost a grandparent, but that's it. And I'm so curious to learn more about this topic because like I said, personally, I just, I really don't have that much experience with it. And I was just so intrigued by this, this whole, um, the service that you're offering, because I think that it really is so powerful because I think grief is something that a lot of us don't either talk about or feel uncomfortable talking about. And I, when I was doing, when I was telling my boyfriend, I was doing this podcast, I was like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say something that's like, not, I don't know, like ill sensitive or I don't know, just because I haven't had the chance, not the chance. I just haven't had to deal with grief. So for those listening, do you want to share more about what a grief coach is? Yeah. So there are all kinds of different grief coaches out there. And for me specifically, I focus on widows and it's just really an opportunity for widows to come to a safe space where they can feel valued and heard and their feelings can be validated. And I just really try to work with the widows to grow through their grief while trying to move forward with that loss. And I always like to say, you know, I'm not telling you to, to move on and get over it because I've been told that when I lost my husband and it's a gut punch. And, you know, I just, it's really growth focused. It's very action oriented. So, you know, widows have to want this. I can't want it more for them than they want it for themselves. So for me, that's huge to be sure that I get that across. And I don't, I don't mean that as like, you know, trying to be like rude. And, but that is something like you have to want this and you have to be very proactive and holding yourself accountable to move forward with that. And I just love collaborating with the clients and being able to help them get to a point where they feel like they can thrive in life and enjoy life and just live, live joyfully. Yeah, and find- absolutely. And, and it, it almost sounds like it's a delicate dance, right? Like when it's like, you have to come to terms with like, okay, I am ready to take that next step. And I cannot imagine how, how many emotions that go through your head when you're doing that and just like really honoring that within yourselves. And have you noticed a commonality? Like what really, I don't want to say like triggers, but like helps people identify that they are ready to like take that next step and grow with that grief? So I feel like it's just kind of in that mindset and that feeling like, you know what? I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to be stuck in this place anymore. I'm just speaking for me personally, you know, that that's what it took. That is absolutely what it took. Like I have been such in a deep dark hole for so long and it's so miserable. And, you know, 
you can be happy and grieve at the same time. Mm -hmm. You have your moments. My husband passed away six years ago and I still cry. I still, you know, the grief process hits me in waves and, you know, and I'm remarried. So I think the thing is with grief, it's like you said, you know, it's kind of like that strange, wishy-washy kind of balancing act because it just comes and it goes when it wants. And you don't ever forget about that loved one that you lost. Absolutely. Okay. I was watching your reels last night and I, you said something and it really stuck out to me and I wanted to bring it up because you said you didn't choose the path of experiencing this grief and said it just, it happened. And I would love for you to talk more about that because that's so true. Like no one wishes ever for something like that to happen. And how you said earlier, like, oh, at least you're young. Like it, you know, like at least you're young, like it's not that big of a deal, but it is like, and it's almost like just trying to put a bandaid over it, but it's a really difficult situation. So I would love for you to talk more about that too, because it's just like, how do you, yeah. How do you deal when that happens or when people make that, those comments? Those comments are just awful. They're awful. Like, yeah, you're, you're young. Like you'll get remarried. It's, it's not a big, they don't say it's, I have had somebody say it's not a big deal, but yeah. Um, you think what you're saying is okay. So if anybody ever says like, well, at least usually if you're saying, well, at least whatever it is that they say, it's not, Yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to help the situation. Um, and if I could tell my past self, you know, give myself past advice when somebody says that, you know, I would just try to kindly approach them and say, you know, that's, it's not about that. You know, I just unexpectedly lost somebody, you know, I did not choose this. It happened. And, you know, I, it's, it's just hard to understand. Like we, may never know why, because I know a lot of people go to, well, why did this happen? And we don't know the answer to that. We, we can't answer that. And a lot of my, you know, personal self and getting to the point of trying to comprehend and understanding was going straight to my Bible and reading God's word and that this life here is temporary and we have eternal life somewhere else. And that is with Jesus in heaven. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I don't know. I, from what I have heard or watched other people experience, they try so hard to find that answer as to why it happened. And then they get upset with whether they believe in, you know, God or some other form, they get upset and they almost turn away from the things that brought them comfort. So did you ever experience that? Or do you have any advice for people who are just so focused on trying to piece together, like, and really force the answer as to why it happened? And yeah, I won't make that a longer question, but do you have any words or anything you want to speak on on that? I think you have to take the time to really acknowledge those thoughts and those feelings that you are having about that for foremost. And, you know, just like taking that time by yourself and really, you know, if that's what's bringing you comfort right now, that's okay to explore that, but don't unpack your bags and park there. Mm, yeah. That's um, so powerful. And 
you know, we, again, you're, you're never going to know why. And no matter what you try to do to maybe better piece those, you know, put those pieces together and understand, I hate to say it, you're not going to be able to do it, but you're not going to be able to do it. And that might sound harsh. And I don't mean that to come off like that, but, you know, just, I think trying to honor your spouse and taking what you can from this and go, moving forward and learning from that and trying to walk in a healthy path through that grief process is eventually what's going to get you to the point that you feel like you can move on with your life. And I hate to say move on, but because you're not going to forget about right. them and you know what I mean, but just continue to move forward with them in your, in your heart, in your memory and just thrive. Yeah. You said something really important that I wanted to point out is you said just if that feels good for you in that moment of feeling those feelings, that's okay. Like allow yourself to feel that like, because you're going to have different stages of grief and just be where your feet are. And it's, I've heard a lot too, even like learning about uh, there, someone I follow, her name is Gabby Bernstein and she has so many great books and she talks about, I forget what it's called, but there's like an emotional scale and like grief falls into it too. But like one emotion will bring you to the next emotion. And then that one will bring you to the next. And it just kind of helps you continue to climb up this ladder to eventually lead yourself back to joy or love or happiness. And I think that that's so important because if you try to rush that process or you try to like shut down those feelings, your body and mind is just going to be so disconnected and it, in a way it might even set you farther back or just keep you in that moment and not help you to move forward. Um, yeah. So I think that was really, really powerful what you said. Well, and I think just to kind of add to that, if we, our thoughts and what we're thinking, if we don't address them, then we start, it changes our perspective on what we believe because then we start believing the lies that our mind is telling us mm. I, I think it's so important to just really challenge those thoughts and dig deeper on that level so that you can not believe the lies that your mind's telling you but you can have that perspective be focused on truth and belief yeah absolutely and that's something I've said something similar to that before, like a thought is only a thought. And unless you give it more power, it can just stay a thought. And I think that is such a discipline that everyone can work on, like myself included. When I have a negative thought, if I give it too much power, it will lower my energy. It will send me into a downward spiral. It will make me believe that that lie is true. And when I'm just like, okay, I had that thought. I'm acknowledging that I had it, but I'm going to move on because I'm choosing to believe bigger than that or think bigger than that. And I think that's so important and something that all of us can work on. And I really like that you mentioned how that can tie into grief too, because like I said, this is such a new, a newer concept to me. And I'm just so excited to be learning more about this and bringing it to the people listening to this podcast. And you have so much knowledge to share with people. And I'm just so excited to keep digging deeper into this. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, are there different forms of grief? Like I know I've heard of uh, like 
I think it's like the seven stages of grief, but to tie into that, are there, are there different, I don't know if I want to say like different ways people grieve or is it just like those steps? I, yeah, I don't know how to phrase that question, I guess. So there are different types of grief. Like you could have anticipatory grief where maybe um, you had a loved one who was maybe diagnosed with cancer and you anticipated that death, like you expected them to Mm -hmm. pass. And so that anticipatory grief is like, it's just anticipated. Like, you know, that it's coming before the the loved one passes away. Um, There's cumulative grief where maybe you have back-to-back losses that are close and you aren't able to process the first loss, let alone the second loss or third, et cetera, et cetera, that come boom, boom, boom. you have delayed grief, which is exactly what it sounds like. You know, it's just kind of postponed until it kind of hits you like a Mack truck and you realize, hey, maybe I should, I should take initiative for this. There's chronic grief. There's all kinds of different versions or types of grief. But yes, most people will kind of refer to grief in the different stages of, you know, denial, depression, anger, bargaining, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. That is so interesting. I'm so glad I asked that question because I never would have thought of, like you said, the anticipatory or however you said the word grief. Like that's so true. Like if you have a loved one that is, you know, dying of cancer, you know, that that day is going to come. And I'm sure that similarly, like, I don't want to say like grief is grief, but like, cause you lose a loved one, but it probably is different. And I just, I never would have thought of that. So I'm very happy I asked that question because now I know. Yeah. Something else I saw on your Instagram that I wanted to touch on is you talked about different ways to honor a loved one who had passed because tomorrow's Easter, the day we're filming this. And you talked about different ways you could honor them. And I would love for you to share that here too. Yeah, definitely. So The very first thing I like to tell people is just, you really need to make time for yourself. The first thing that, you know, the first time you wake, let me restart the first thing in the morning, (laughs) take time for yourself to actually grieve and feel the feelings and pain that you're having, because that is so important to kind of set that foundation for the day, you know, and express those feelings before you do anything else. And, you know, we're always like rush, 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 because it's a holiday and we got stuff we got to get done. Right. But just take time to slow down and just breathe and just really focus on, okay, you know, this today's going to be hard, but I can do this. I can do this, you know, and that self-motivation, um, some different ways that you could honor your, your loved one or your spouse is, you know, maybe light a candle and say your prayer, maybe leave an open chair at the table for them. Um, Maybe make a favorite dish or share a favorite tradition or a favorite memory just to really honor them and keep their memory alive. Just because they're not here doesn't mean that we don't talk about them and we don't do different things to show that we love, we care about them, and that they they had purpose in our life. We don't have to forget about them. Yeah. Okay. I think that's so important because like I mentioned earlier, I feel like it's almost an uncomfortable topic that people don't take the time to acknowledge. Like, like I said, my grandpa passed away a few years ago 
and we do talk about him at holidays or whenever we get together and it gets brought up. But like, I feel like if we did more of an intention to really show that we are acknowledging him still and that he is still present in our lives, it would help. It would just help in so many ways. Like, I think a lot of people could be doing, I don't want to say like could be doing more, but like in a sense, could, I don't know how else to reframe that, I guess, but just, or sorry, go ahead. Being intentional. That was what you said there. You have to be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another question I wanted to ask is, so you lost the love of your life and you had just turned to three months or you have had had a three month old at the time. How does a parent cope with the loss of their loved one? And also like, just keep their child alive, right? Like, and how do you keep that, that spirit in that, in the life and just, you know, like how we talked about honoring them and making sure it's, it's known that that happened. Like, cause I like, I just, I can't imagine the pain, the emotions, like I'm going to cry thinking about it because like, I think about how much I love Frankie, my boyfriend, and just like the thought of not having him in my life. And we don't even have children is just, it's so heartbreaking. And it's just a thought. So I can't even imagine like what you experienced and went through. And I just, I'm giving you so much love and I'm honoring you so much. Like, man, that's, that's a lot. It actually took me um, probably about two years to finally get to a point where I was like, okay, enough's enough because I went in the direction of the toxic coping mechanisms and like alcohol and starvation were practically band-aids for my pain. And that is the worst decision that anybody could make is trying to fall into something like that, you know, and then here I am just going through the motions of life and just trying to keep this kid alive. Right. And what finally, um, the straw that finally broke the camel's back was I knew that I had this disconnect with my son and it was almost like I was taking the loss out on him since he was three months old. And I was like, you know what? I just had him. Like he's the reason why. And I'm just, you know, you go into that blame game and I was blaming him. So it was the point of, you know what? I don't want to have this type of feeling. You know, I I loved him very much. I just didn't feel that connection. Like I felt a mother and child should have. And so I just decided I'm done. Nope. we're, We're not doing this anymore. And just really, you know, started focusing on him and showing him love and showing myself love and compassion and gentleness. And I don't, I think it's again, that just progression that you have to make. And, you know, for me, I, I believed in Christ, but it, I, I was mad at God. I hated God, you know, and it took that it's time to change. And I, started building that relationship back up and building my faith back up in him. And eventually it's just kind of all these things just helped me personally mold back together where I was able to show myself, you know, the love and kindness that I needed while trying to take care of my child and just really putting 
both of us as a priority in my life. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. I think that just sharing that experience and having other people share it too, really just will acknowledge other people who are going through something similar because I think, I don't know, like, I don't know what to think. Like, I'm sure everyone handles their own coping mechanisms in a different way. And I would love for you to talk more about how you said, like you put a bandaid over it. What are some common commonalities or common ways people try to bandaid it? And do you have any advice for people to kind of, kind of help, what's the word? Prevent, help prevent those band-aids from happening? So first and foremost, everybody grieves differently. I know you kind of just briefly said that. And as I finished talking, I was like, I need to say that. So everybody, and you know, people can simply just try to avoid the grief um, completely. Um, you definitely go through, you know, those different stages of maybe people are in denial and you're just so shocked and, you know, well, God, if you just do this for me, then I'll do this for you. And um, just really, I think to try to prevent going down those roads of toxic coping mechanisms and mind numbing habits is you have to do a lot of like mindfulness practice and you have to stay present in what is going on right now. I like to describe life similar to a parade where, you know, whatever has happened in our past is in the past and we can't change it. And God wants our focal point to be on the present and what we can see of the parade right now. And we can't see the rest of the parade, which would be our unforeseeable future, but God can, and he has a plan for all of our lives. And if anybody is doubting, they should know that their life has purpose, genuine purpose. So to help, you know, I think prevent that is just, again, stay present, challenge those thoughts, be sure you're acknowledging the feelings that you're feeling and express them. We have to feel our pain. We have to feel our feelings or there is no taking the next step until we start right there. Thank you for sharing that. I love how you said life is a parade. I've never heard it described like that, but I think it's a super great visual almost for just like, you know, like, like you said, like you're focusing on where you're at when you're watching a parade, like you can only see the thing that's in front of you at that moment. And yes, there's more to come, but there was also, you know, things that had already passed. So I really liked that example you shared. So thank you. One question I wanted to ask, and we kind of touched on it earlier, but I wanted to dive into it deeper. So how do we, how do we work with you as we're, we're grieving, right? But how do we also not rush that process? I acknowledge that like that comes to a point where we're like, we're ready to take that next step. But how do you coach through it without rushing it? Because it really just does seem like a really delicate dance. And I am so intrigued to learn more about, about that, like how you coach people without, and you said this earlier, but without, without forcing anything on them. So I really work with my clients, you know, and let them know, like, this is about you. Like I am here to serve you. So 
we can take this as slow or fast as we want. Like you guide the pace. And part of grief coaching is really, you know, action focused and like growth moving forward as you grieve. So I work with those clients to determine what their struggle is and what goals they are interested in setting for themselves. And really the answer is within them. And I just really try to ask those questions, you know, and help them get to that point where they think, yes, this is a goal that I want. And this is something that I find that is achievable and that I can attain in a timely manner. So really like it is, I don't want to say like, it's all on them because I am here to, to love them and support them a hundred percent, but they determine the pace at which we coach. Okay. That makes sense. I really like that because like you said, it, it, they are kind of determining it. It's kind of on them. So you're just there as like the coach, the guide, you're really helping them to just move along at their own pace. I really, really like that. Okay. One other question I had is while you're coaching, are there any specific things you do like Are there different tactics? Do you try to help them focus on setting goals or like how, how do you help them move forward with their grief? Because like I said, this is a whole new concept to me and I'm just so curious to learn more and I'm sure others are too. So like for me, like I'm a manifestation and mindset coach, so I would help them manifest whatever it is that they're trying to manifest or help them shift, shift to that limiting belief. So what is it specifically in widows that you are helping them to work through? But I mean, I know the obvious, right? Like their loved one passed away and that's so obvious, but is there any specific tactics mindset or yeah, any other tools that you use specifically? So definitely goal setting, which I know I briefly touched on and determining that with the clients and again, taking that at their own pace. And I like to do different mindset work. So like maybe how would you feel like this week doing this? How would you like to feel moving forward? And that helps me better judge maybe a a mindset technique that would help them that week during their struggles. Um, And I like to term this light power work for the week to really um, ask them further questions aside from our one-on-one time on the phone, you know, to get them writing out those negative thoughts or um, writing out the emotions that they're feeling and really helping them to break down that feeling or that stage of grief they're in. So if they're in that denial, you know, okay, well, how is this impacting your life? Like, how have you gotten to this point? And really digging deeper on that level with those emotions and those stages of grief to hopefully help them get them over the hump. And I do like to, and of course, it's going to be individualized to the client, but I also like to bring in scripture with that because, you know, God is the reason that I got through what I got through. And Um, so I think that is important, but I don't want to force it down anybody's throat. So that's why I say it's individualized based on what they need. Right. No, I really like all of that. I think, again, it's just so interesting to learn more because I'm so new to all of this. So one thing that popped into my head that I'm curious on is how can widows help if they have kids, how can they help their kids 
through this process? Like, can they help them? Okay. Right. So like, let's say they're your client. Can they share those tactics and skills with their kids or do kids grieve differently even? I personally think that kids grieve differently and that is really going to be like, I think age dependent Okay. as not say like son grieves the loss of his dad today versus two years ago is really different. And I think a lot of it has to do with maturity level um, as far as age, but yeah, definitely. I think, you know, sitting down with your kids and just having an open conversation. And again, I think it depends on age because my three month old had no idea what I was talking to him about, you know, but now that he's six, he, he comprehends a little bit more, but just being open and honest and really, you know, how are you feeling about this? And just digging a little bit deeper with them and Hey, why don't, why don't we try this together? How would you feel about, how would you feel about doing this? And just really trying to get them involved and help them cope and grieve in a healthy manner as well. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good to know. I, again, I never would have thought about that depending on the age of the child, it could be totally different. And you're like, like you said, your son who was three months old at the time, he obviously didn't know what was going on because he was three months old, but now later in life, it's, you know, clicking, he's understanding what's going on. Another thing that popped into my head as you were talking about this, I don't remember where I heard it. And maybe it was like in a documentary or a TV show, but it was essentially a widow had you know, her husband passed away and she was saying how she herself was almost having to help other people cope around her. So like at the funeral or at the memorial service, like everyone would come up to her and be like, I'm so sorry for your loss and then cry and like hug her. And then she would have to give them her time and energy when she was also just trying to do her own thing and go through her own emotions. And she was like, it was exhausting and I didn't give my own self the proper time to cope. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I, again, I never would have thought of that because it's so true. Like everyone, you know, like when you're standing in that line to do your acknowledgements, people are going to be like that. And I was just like, I, again, I never would have thought of that. So do you have anything to say on that? Like any thoughts or tips? Because it really just does sound almost like, almost flipped. Like we should be giving that person like space and love instead of crying on them and hugging them. So yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I can remember that day very vividly and exactly what you said. It's exhausting, absolutely exhausting. And you know what? I think it's okay to just, you know, be kind to that person, you know, and, you know, I'm sorry that you're going through this as well. And just realize that you are both grieving, but it's going to be in a different way because where I lost my spouse, my mother-in-law lost a son, you know, or a best friend just lost, you know, their friend. So, and just know that it's okay to, you know, if people are trying to like reach out to you to try to walk through that grief process while you're grieving your spouse, just know it's okay to say no, you know, because you have to focus so much on yourself. And if you have kids, focusing on your kids to where you don't have the energy to be able to do that with them right now. You know, maybe at a later time you can, you can help them, which my mother-in-law personally is still having a hard time with that. So like right now I'm helping her 
because I feel like I'm in a good place to do that. But you have to be in that place. So take care of yourself first. Okay, that doesn't mean you have to be mean and ignore those people, but a lot of right now is focusing on yourself and your kids. Yeah, almost just like putting up that that energy field and just being like, I, I need to protect my own energy. And if they have kids, my kids is energy too. So for someone like me who hasn't had much experience with grief, I would love to hear some things that are helpful to people going through the situation, something that's appropriate to say, because I think this is something that's hard for people like me, because, right, like, let's say a best friend just had their husband died. What is, how can we help them? What are encouraging words we can say to them? Or not even encouraging, because that's, like, not (laughs) appropriate at the moment. Maybe just, like, I acknowledge what happened. I'm there for you. Like, I get it. So yeah, like, do you have anything to share on that? I guess. Sometimes less is actually more. So just sitting there being a listening ear for them. And sometimes you don't even have to say anything, just letting them be able to talk to you and vent can be huge. You know, and just really emphasizing, you know, I, I am here for you. You know, if you, if you need me, you let me know. Um, I hate to say like there are right words because when you're going through that, it doesn't matter what anybody says. There are no right words. Um, and I don't know if that makes sense, but just coming from somebody who has been through it, it just really feels like, yeah, you could say, as, I'm sorry, as many times as you want, but that doesn't bring them back. Right. So just, just being there, you know, something that you could do is try to get them out of the house because I think most people that are grieving get into maybe just a brief stagnant period, however long that lasts, you know, and having them get out, be present in the moment, go out and have dinner or go to a movie or go get your nails done or whatever, just to get them out of the house and kind of socializing a little bit more. I really like that you said that because I was, as you were saying that, I was like, that's so true. Like they're probably, they're probably just going to read the card and then not even think of it because not in a bad way, but there's just so much other, there's so many other things going on in their mind. And you're like, you said, there is no like right or wrong thing to say, because nothing at the end of the day is going to bring back the person that you love. And I also really want to acknowledge that you said just being there for them and helping them get out of the house, because I feel like people might fall victim to, oh, well, she's grieving. Like I need to give her her space. And in a sense, not forget about them, but just like almost like treading, be treading water around them because they're so, they want to be like delicate. And in a sense, they are nervous to reach out because they do, they're nervous if it's like the timing's right or yeah or if it's appropriate yeah yes treading water is a great way to put it and a lot of people feel like they're walking on eggshells when they're trying to help grieving but my gosh just even going outside and going for a walk you know or just going outside to even just sit on the porch I mean nature in itself gosh it it helps so much and I'm I mean it 
that might sound silly, but something about being outside and getting some vitamin D and just listening and walking and being together. Heck yeah. I totally, I totally agree. It, and nature really is so invigorating in a sense. It just helps bring you back to neutral, to center, to be grounded. I always love to go on a walk when I'm feeling down. So I, I acknowledge what you're saying. I agree with you. I really do. Yeah. Are there any closing remarks you want to share? Um, biggest takeaways from your experience or yeah, anything else that you really just want the audience to know, to be aware of, or to share a story, I would love for you to just give a few closing remarks. Yeah. Um, just know that I know you guys didn't choose this pain, but, or, you know, choose this loss, but you are so much stronger than what you think you are. And you can absolutely get through this. Is it going to be hard? Is it going to be challenging? Absolutely. It's going to be so hard, but is it going to be worth it? Yes. Yes, it is going to be worth it. And just know that you do not have to do this alone. And I know people feel like, yes, I have so many people message me or I feel so supported, but I still feel so in so much pain and so lonely, but I don't want you to feel like you have to journey through this alone. I want you to know that I am here to support you. And, you know, I, through this myself and I am living proof that you can do this and that you can make it through because I understand exactly how you're feeling right now and you're thinking there's no way but you can and I am here to help you and I want to help you and I want to serve you I love that thank you for sharing that okay I'm sorry I have one more question that popped into my head because I saw this you're real on Instagram and it never occurred to me that because you said you obviously were in love with your husband who had passed away and now you're remarried and obviously you're in love with your new husband and you said you were in love with these two different people and it never occurred to me like that and I would love for you to share on that because it's it sounds again like such delicate waters like you don't want to be dishonoring your spouse who had passed away but at the same time you do want to keep moving forward so and I just it sounds so, yeah, I don't know, like tricky almost because you, yeah, you just like don't want to, I don't know. I'll stop talking. What, like, do you want to share about that? So first and foremost, you're not dishonoring your husband by thinking about exploring dating again or trying to find love again. And that's something hard to, to get past and to understand. And I hate when people say, well, your husband wouldn't want you to be alone. He would want you to vomit. Okay, thank you for that. But that is not helpful in this moment, right? So, no. Um, but you're not dishonoring your husband, first and foremost. And there is no timeline on grief or determining when you're ready or if you ever will be ready to do something like that. And only you are the person that can decide if you're ready to date again. And if you have kids, I think, you know, if they're at that age where you can really sit down and talk with them, first, you got to determine, am I ready to do this? 
Okay. Because you can move on, but you're not forgetting about that person. You're not forgetting about your spouse. You take that love that you have in your heart and you make a space there for somebody else. And you love both of them equally as much. And God love my, my husband, Kevin, because he is so supportive of this journey and so supportive of me and never tries to degrade if I talk about Josh. So, and where was I going with this now? I'm talking about Kevin, talking about Josh. <laughs> um, but if you, if you have kids, I think it's super important, you know, if they're of age and able to comprehend that you sit down and talk with them and just have a very open discussion about how you're feeling about moving on or moving forward, I should say, with trying to find love and how they feel about that. And just really having that deep conversation and explain like, why you would like to do this and just really get their take on it. And just, you're a team, you're a team and their perspective is super important. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. I think others will be interested in hearing that as well, because like I said, it had just never occurred to me that that would happen. Right. Like just, yeah. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Okay. Before we go, I would love for you to be your own hype girl and tell everyone how they can find you, how they can work with you and anything else you want to share, because I just, I love what you're doing so much. And you guys, I will leave all of her Instagram information down below and you should really go follow her because I love her reels. Like they're so awesome. So yeah, be your own hype girl, tell everyone anything and everything that you want to share. Yeah. Um, so you can find me as you already said it on Instagram at grief coaching with Lara. Um, I am also on Facebook under the same name, grief coach Lara. Um, you can shoot me an email if you're more comfortable doing that. And it is grief coaching with Lara at gmail.com. And guys, again, I don't want you to think you're journeying on this alone because you're not, and I am here for you and I'm serving you and God's got you. And so do I. I feel like that's my mantra is God's got you and so do I. I love so, it. Um, um, but for real, personally message me, email me with any questions, concerns. Um, I'm happy to do um, a free uh, phone call with you guys to really assess your needs. See if maybe you're even ready to pursue coaching. Um, because sometimes counseling versus coaching sounds interchangeable, but they're very distinct so um and i have information about all of that on my page so uh, again you guys i am here for you i'm here to serve you i love it i just love you so much you are like the biggest freaking cheerleader ever and you just champion widows so much and like helping people and i always say that to on my page too like i'm here for you like i want to be your cheerleader like and it's just, I think it's so comforting because a lot of people, I feel like they think that they're alone in their journeys, but they're not like, because they have so many people that really do support them and we can be one of them. And yeah, so I really just honor what you're saying. I think that's so awesome. Okay. Well, you guys, I will leave all of her information down below. Thank you so much, so much, so much for being here, Lara, and I really appreciate you. And I'm so thankful that we connected. It really has just been 
I don't know, like the past like two months, it's just been so fun messaging you and doing this. And I really, really appreciate you. And I acknowledge everything that you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys for watching this on YouTube or either listening on the podcast. I really appreciate you guys being here. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you are new and rate and review the podcast as well if you are listening. And I will be back next week, friends, with love. I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Whole by Callie podcast, sis. I really appreciate you being here. It means so much to me. And if you found any value in this podcast, please leave a rating and review down below. It really helps to support my podcast and it's actually the best way to help other people discover it as well. If you have any questions on anything I talked about today with myself or with my guests, please reach out. I'm only a DM away. You can find me on Instagram at Holbycali or reach out to me on my website as well at www.holbycali.com. Thank you for being here, sis, and you are really helping me to live out my dreams and my best life one day at a time, and I am internally grateful for you. Thank you for being here, and with so much love, I'll see you next week. With love, your spiritual sister.